0: Hello and welcome to Cloud Insiders, the podcast that brings cloud down to earth. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Cloud Insiders. Today we're talking analytics as a service with Sonar and we're joined by Gavin. Gavin, nice to have you with us. Can you introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are, please?
1: Yeah, thank you, Sam. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Sonar Hub. We've got an analytics as a service product called Sonar and it looks at uh, analytics for IT infrastructure.
0: Excellent, thank you. So what does that term analytics mean
1: then? Well, I guess like cloud, it's, it's been a developing definition. Different people you talk to will have different perspectives as to what it means to them. I guess for us, we look at it as, as quantitative analysis. So fundamentally, it's the discovery and interpretation of empirical data. Uh, which is used to describe and improve business performance. It's looking at patterns and correlations and then describing them in a way that you could do something with it.
0: So what is the typical impression then of analytics within IT?
1: I think from what we've observed over the last couple of years is that originally it was seen as something big and scary, and to some extent it, it still might be. You know, typically something which requires huge number crunches, and a team of developers to uh you know to feed and and water it and get and get the information out, I think that view is is slowly changing. I think as products come to market which break down those big problems of of infrastructure and development for analytics and becomes a little bit more off the shelf a little bit more plug and play i think I think that 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 is going to change. I think the way that the terminology is coming into the market and adapting is that we're seeing it as a little bit of an evolution from monitoring, um, and I know this is something that, that that Gartner's been looking at for some time. And the way it describes how how analytics is is a kind of a generational shift. So so Gartner talk about ITIM as uh, Infrastructure monitoring, and that's been something which has been in play for for a number of years now, and, a, and a, a vast array of tools have come about and 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 flourished in the market. And those tools, you know, look at metrics and they they're used for monitoring. And you know, if something's broken, it'll flash up, and and you know, you go and 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 fix and repair and, and remediate. Typically, a lot of those products are technology specific, and so as you know, things like virtualization and cloud and those ecosystems have grown. You've seen those sort of traditional monitoring products, you know, evolve. Gartner then redefined the, the kind of the future state by uh, using this term ITOA, which is operational analytics, which describes the way that actually it's it's a slightly more holistic view of how IT could work and could really, Leverage the data that is is now swimming around. There's a a heck of a lot more data than we used to have. And rather than just doing sort of more reactive state analysis, it's actually more about going, well, can I be more predictive? Can I step back from this data? Can I find patterns that actually change the way I behave preemptively rather than reactively? And ITOA is all about that. It's, It's all about, you know, using multi-technology analysis and correlation looking at it you know whether it's point in time or real time um, and and trying to be more proactive with it
0: cool excellent thank you so what does the area of analytics as a service encompass then what what does it actually mean for, for businesses and you've mentioned there is now ITOA from Ghana how does it work as a service
1: yeah so so I guess this is all about the benefit of of virtualization and cloud to act as an offload so Going back to sort of first principles what's what's driving analytics as a service so that that market itself really only exists because of cloud. Customers and organizations as we know, have been progressively moving to to cloud or hybrid cloud scenarios for for the last couple of years, so your IT investment could be in in a number of different places. So to continue to follow the on-premise installer tool and manage it and monitor it and back it up and and get trained and upgrade it is is less relevant now than it used to be. SaaS is is ideal in a lot of ways because of that the less need to invest in infrastructure and actually offload it. The cloud can do all the number crunching and the and the processing. And you can consume it, you know, as and when you need, which actually then just reduces the overall cost of implementation and use. So it's a it's a lower TCO option as well, and it's more flexible given the way that businesses are consuming IT now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So how do organisations benefit from undertaking analytics as a service then?
1: Yeah, really good question. So uh, analytics or, or analytics as a service, you know, leveraging the you know the flexibility of that 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 sort of SaaS approach, are, are sort of fundamentally the same so going back to kind of where we started fundamentally the objective is to you know to improve business performance if we if we break that down in terms of the way that sonar looks at the world um the, the use cases and benefits typically include increased visibility and transparency. So we're talking about a lot more moving parts in in customer environments these days. You know, if they've got a private cloud or a a public cloud and uh, resources are being provisioned, spun up, spun down uh, on a daily basis, um, there's a lot of moving parts. So we're getting a lot more data generated. Keeping your finger on the pulse when you've got all that movement is actually really, really difficult. So from that point of view, visibility is absolutely key. Secondary is baselining where you are so you've got a lot of moving parts you know where you want to go but you don't know where you are today and you always need that reference point in order to be able to improve from i guess uh, in sort of a third fourth one is yes you can use analytics to fix problems and i guess once you once you start using analytics preemptively actually more importantly you start avoiding problems uh, and not having to fix the problems in the first place There are are numerous other ones, but there's 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 one that's really starting to to come alive at the moment with uh, a lot of the conversations around uh, GDPR. So being able to evidence that you're adhering to something, a compliance or legislative requirement without human hands is massively important. It's uh, something that will become absolutely commonplace. And again, it's another huge driver for, for analytics. Ultimately, you're talking about better decision making. So if you're informed and you're being continually informed, you're able to make better decisions. So although companies are strategically driving to be data driven, and this is a a real push in the industry, these sort of ITOA tools um, to achieve that haven't previously existed. And as as well as that, there's a well-known lack of skills in the marketplace who can translate that data into business intelligence or even up to a sort of simple abstraction for IT managers. So although it's often assumed that rational and analytical are the primary drivers of business decision making, um, the more complex the decisions are, the, the more that managers have tended to look at more emotional factors as the, as the key decision making. And, and this, was, this assumption was, was underpinned in a, in a report carried out in 2016. It's called Only Human, the Emotional Logic of Business Decisions. And this was a collaboration with uh, the Fortune Knowledge Group. They surveyed over 720 business leaders and actually discovered that subjective factors such as company culture, values and reputation were actually at the forefront of, of decision-making. And as part of the questionnaire on the sort of topic of data-driven 62% admitted to data blindness, and you've got to wonder how many others actually were, uh, <laughs> were, you know, were maybe fibbing about the rest. It's like
0: people get, just get scared of data, don't they? They have no idea what to do with data, and it scares them to some extent
1: sometimes. And this is it. I think analytics, to be beneficial, has to be consumable. And there's a, there's a term that's being described more and more called um, actionable outcomes. And I think that very much needs to underpin analytics, there's no point in, in getting you know, 5 million rows of data and, and crunching you know, it all up if you don't know how to apply that continually for benefit.
0: What are the industry trends driving adoption of analytics solutions? And what are SONAR seeing within this space? Obviously, you mentioned GDPR already. Are there any other trends?
1: Yes, I think it comes back to availability of tools, knowing that there is choice, knowing that these, these tools are, are now out there and those tools... You know getting that that beachhead time to market and being able to educate the market that there is a there is a a generational shift going on because you're obviously trying to redefine the term of analytics from something that's perceived as large and monolithic developmentally uh, centric versus off the shelf and easy to consume and easy to use and i think that various tiers in the market have different challenges and the way that they're being driven to look at analytics, refers to a little bit of that, so if you look at the, at the enterprise, they understand in many cases the, the value of continual analysis and their challenges tend to be of scale. Too much going on, too many moving parts, how do I bring it all together in one picture? And that's that, that's an ongoing challenge for for them. Uh, also, because of those moving parts and because of size and scale, you tend to increase Wastage and, and suboptimal performance is very easy to make a difference in, in an enterprise. I think for the mid market, they, they have slightly different challenges. Uh, you, you tend to get less scale, but then you tend to get uh, a lot more operational administrators covering a lot more technologies to a to a lesser degree and so the ability to be a, a subject matter expert and you know know exactly how something should be put together and maintained and run is actually very very challenging and because it turns into more of a reactive mode of operation this ability to be proactive is actually a bit of a foreign concept and again because the tools haven't really allowed those companies to be proactive there's a the sense of uh, sort of circular firefighting. So in terms of what's driving them, I think in the mid-market, it's got to be simple, it's got to be quick, and it's, it's just got to be answers. I think in the enterprise, it's got to be single vision, single view. And, and again, what underpins it all is it's got to be fast, it's, it's got to be consumable.
0: Yeah, definitely. So how's the team at Sona addressing the market with all those requirements for media businesses, enterprises, and such?
1: Yeah, so, um, so Sonar is what we call agnostic. It's an analytics platform, it's cloud-based, it doesn't mind what data feeds it at all. So the, the challenges for us were being able to sort of miniaturize analytics into something that could be taken as a bite-sized uh, service the barriers to to achieving that are are actually really, really high because you're effectively getting your data from systems and those systems could be, you know, could be VMware, it could be Citrix, it could be, it could be anything. We look at the infrastructure piece. So I guess we're looking at the software defined part of the market. And each system um, holds its data in different ways and in different places. So to bring that all together, normalize it, and produce it back is the challenge. We've overcome that challenge, though. Uh, So our approach is very much single platform, single view, but broken into different technology focuses. So we use this management pack concept where we take analytics and we apply this four-tier data analysis to it. So I guess at a most basic level... We get information out, we sort and filter it to clear away the, um, the the noise, and we can present that back. That's kind of our lowest level of information. Next layer up, I suppose for us is then how do we visualize that so you know that charts, trending graphs, whatever it happens to be. We take a, a step up into into tier two, which is more about watermarking things, so high low watermarks, and we describe that you know more traffic light. So is it green, is it orange, is it red? Do I need to do something? How do I quickly get a sense of where am I at with with various parts of my IT? And at the top level, it's more about sort of smart analytics where we're looking at anomaly detection and we're doing more conversion into business impact rather than IT management impact. So that's how we address that market and the way that we deliver that is with a a very simple wizard driven point and click service. So so yeah, that that's it at a basic level.
0: So how are you helping organizations implement a more preventative measure?
1: Absolutely, it's a great question. So analytics, because it's a new way of thinking for many parts of the market, you're you're changing some of the underlying processes within a business. So, where monitoring was was king, and and you had your dashboards and your you know your multi tabbed consoles which your sysadmins you know are, are driving, this is more about getting that information out, and because you're changing process, that it has to be done in a way that analytics facilitates that. So with Sona, how do we do that? We we've got a, a scheduling mechanism. So scheduling in itself isn't isn't a new concept, but getting information out to various parts of IT on a regular basis without them having to engage or request IT to to go and export some data and crunch it up and give it to them and all that that time, we effectively deliver that, you know, on demand or on schedule. So if you're for example your software and licensing asset uh, manager needs to keep track of, you know, how many licenses you've got or they've got an ELA they need to, you know, need to review and negotiate. Being able to provide that, you know, every month direct to their inbox as a, as a, as a as licensing analysis is fantastic in the same way that maybe your operations management want to keep track on, on health uh, and there are some KPIs that describe health of your environment and those KPIs are sent in a consolidated report with infographic every week or every month. And in that way, you're constantly managing and, and improving and reacting against you know, things which might be going astray.
0: So you mentioned monitoring used to be king. Does this replace monitoring or do you still need to have them together at the same time?
1: No, monitoring is absolutely key. I, I think what we'll see is, uh, is an adaption of monitoring and analytics. You still need to have that real-time view. You still need to have that granular information available at all times and i think analytics is complementary in that regard it's the abstraction it's not what the sysadmin can do with it all the time it's what can the business do with it and there are different parts of the business that would get great value out of that information
0: so do you think big data analytics are the next big thing
1: or are they just more industry buzzwords I think it is already the next big thing the The latest reports are that the global analytics as a service market is forecast to grow from four point eight billion u s dollars in two thousand and sixteen to twenty three billion dollars by two thousand and twenty one and that's a, that, that 's a compound growth rate of about thirty seven percent a year so we are we are in it. It's still considered an emerging market, but as you can see, the growth is is absolutely you know, huge.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Actually, so how do you think analytics is going to change the role of the sysadmin? Then
1: I think the sysadmin's role is changing anyway. I, I think the introduction of cloud and automation means that many of the tasks that they did are changing, and and that's true for for roles th- throughout technology, you know, AI, and automation is is clearly a thing and, and it's, it's been well sort of commentated on uh, in the industry. I think with a, a sort of an analytic centric sort of view of the world, I think there is an opportunity for the sysadmin to be a, a knowledge guardian or facilitator. I think their ability to move from reactive to proactive is is fundamental, and I think these tools really enable that. So I, I see them as actually helping break down some of the traditional barriers between technology and other parts of the business, where, you know, yeah. the vocabulary they use, the it's like, it's like talking two different languages, and, and that's all also been one of the traditional challenges. You know, you ask a question, it's interpreted, you know, differently by, you know, maybe by a sysadmin, and their answer, well, you know will be not necessarily the same language that the business person understands, and so it's helping to sort of join those areas together and I think that's I I don't think I'd like to call exactly how that that might change but i I, I definitely see change going on
0: okay how does sonar help
1: well sonar is, is is a bridge because of these sort of four data layer tiers that we that we use as our formula where we're really just taking this this language and we're converting it by degrees, you know, from data to visualization to, to traffic lighting and then describe it in more of a business sense. Um, and so sort of coming back to the way that we work is that we start at that lowest level, we collect analytics, we group them into use cases where there are these sort of actionable outcomes, and then we group them into into reports. And those reports, you know, will provide the you know, the ability to avoid problems, you know, prove decision-making uh, and so forth.
0: This, this is a question that we always like asking our guests around their sort of area of expertise. Where do you think the future is heading for analytics and big data?
1: Yeah, so I, I so I think the the big monolithic uh, data crunching is is absolutely, there's a, a place for it, and there's certainly enough huge data pools in the world that, that need that, that level of development and, and output. There are still high technology barriers, which is why you're getting companies like Sonar Hub trying to break that down and, and make it more deliverable and, and more consumable. So I think that there is a little way to go. But if I if I can kind of give you a bit of an example, so every technology these days has an API. And analytics needs information to be able to feed it, apply its rules, and come up with with, with, with information and, 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 and views. Now, there are lots of tools, both monitoring, management, and analytics, which leverage that data. And there are going to be competing products, which also want to get hold of that data. And actually, what you're seeing is that you've got a, a data lake, in any organization which you know, has data from multiple technologies, which is constantly being drained out by these tools, so the the argument is is that, well, why don't I just get that information once and have all of these tools then apply their own processes and intelligence to it? And all these tools have, you know, are valid. So there is not one silver bullet as we see it, but there will be a, a you know a hybrid of information types that that companies will use. So I see it more as potentially a kind of an intermediary situation where you have a way of getting data agnostic and actually plugging in your rule sets to be able to provide the information in the the way that you're going to add value to to that customer. I think we're a long, long way away from that. As I said, the, the barriers just to Getting data standardised and out of systems is, is a huge, huge journey. So I see this as being a progressive thing over time. It's quite an exciting space as well, isn't it, to see how it will progress? Massively so. The role data scientist wasn't heard about three or four years ago, and now there's a skill shortage. Well, you know, kind of go figure. That's, yeah, that, that is the market, and that is, that is kind of proving that this market is, uh, is, is really starting to grow fast. So very exciting time.
0: Definitely. You mentioned quite a few times um, going from reactive to proactive, what does that add for a business in terms of cost savings that kind of stuff
1: absolutely, so we talked about these these use cases and, and benefits in terms of you know improving visibility, better information better decision making avoiding problems and, 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 and all of that so all of those points actually re, you know track back to cost, so you're either improving. Your systems, which may be suboptimal, you know, through wasted resources, and and those are indirect costs, which which uh, can affect the bottom line, um, or they can be direct cost savings by reducing or deferring capital expenditure by by optimizing or, uh, or actually understanding what you've got, um, you may be a lot better than you, know, you may do today, um, and and really, I guess the point is to to get the best value, is that you. You should always be doing this this should be part of your process there's no point in doing it once getting a one-off benefit and then allowing those gains to be lost uh, over time ultimately that leads to a sustained continual improvement which means a sustained cost saving. So ultimately analytics is about reducing tco there is a lot of opportunity in in most organizations to to refine and improve that so it sounds like it's gone from a nice to have from being
0: proactive to something that is definitely needed now for, for businesses to keep up pace with cloud organizations or
1: businesses are constantly being challenged to reduce cost. And going back to this notion of does traditional monitoring platforms highlight areas of cost? Saving, yes, in some cases, if they're interpreted well by the people who are administering those systems, analytics is about trying to provide that view in a more abstracted way, so that businesses can proactively reduce those costs and keep maintaining those costs down. So, analytics, you could argue, is a TCO reduction. So, any business that wants to keep control of its costs or reduce its costs will say that. Say uh, your FD will say that's a must-have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cool. Thank you, Gavin. That's it from us here at Cloud Insiders. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, so. it's, been it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Find out more and listen to additional episodes on Cloud Insiders FM. Follow us on Twitter at Cloud Insiders and subscribe on iTunes. See you soon.